Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. Today I'm joined by Becca. Hi Becca and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. So if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family dynamic and any heritage. Hey, so I'm Becca, mum of two. My eldest Ivy, it will be eight um, a week today. And I have Orla who will be turning four. Okay, the main rule of the Non-Perfect Parents Club is no judgment allowed. Have you ever felt judged in your parenting and can you tell us about it? Um, I th- it this one I kind of struggle with because with Ivy turning eight soon, it is some time ago. And I think that my parenting now is very different with Orla to when it was with Ivy as a yep. first time mum. So in answer to the question in short would be yes, mm-hmm. I've definitely felt judged. Um, as a first time mum but that was probably from the expectations that I put on myself yeah. um, and how I thought I wanted to be as a mother, as a parent yeah. and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to feed and yeah. even down to changing nappies yeah. <laughs> like, and you know anything any and, and the smallest of things again because I think being a mum sometimes can be quite isolating yeah um and so you might sit on or ruminate on the littlest things mm-hmm. um so yeah um did you put a lot of pressure on yourself first time around then do you think yeah definitely i think um so i had ivy i was six months pregnant at uni right. so i graduated six months pregnant which okay. i'm always going to be so great uh, proud of sorry yeah um and it, it was a bit of a whirlwind because I was pregnant, I was graduating, then we bought a house and we moved in mm-hmm. and it was like a lot going yeah. on. Um, and I was studying nutrition Yeah. and I think in my head I wanted, I just, I wanted, I wanted to breastfeed. Yeah. So that was massive for me. Um, and then I had Ivy and everything went really well. I had a great, I was really fortunate. I had a great pregnancy, labour. The whole experience, the, the whole experience was great, mm-hmm. um, and then a couple of months down the line, she, all of out of nowhere, just got poorly. Right. Um, what we know today to now be called calcium proteinology, yeah. CMPA, but yeah. back then there wasn't any no. um, awareness around that. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, it was actually my um, my the father of my daughter's yeah. mum. That so Ivy's grandma that um discovered it to be a, a CMPA right. from looking at social media I guess yeah, and she yeah. saw something of the similar symptoms and was like oh my gosh I think it's gonna be this um so yeah long story short mm-hmm. like months of fighting with health professionals yeah. and 
you know, what's going on with my baby and she's got recurring cradle cap and she's only a couple of months old but they're yeah. just giving me a script and it, they're expecting me to walk through the door with this teeny tiny human that's so, so poorly. Yeah. Give me a prescription and just walk out the yeah. door. Um, but I think with my background, my you know, as a nutritionist, I was just like, this isn't right. Surely mm -hmm. this isn't right. I'm not going to accept this script and then leave. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we started exploring into more of it and... You know, it was it was an ongoing battle for months, and she had such bad eczema, yeah. And it was just heartbreaking to see this because, like I say, again, as a new mother, and you're doing all the things that you think you should be doing or you want to do, and it's just not working. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do to help yeah. the tiny baby that's in pain. Um, and then we well, sadly, we we ended up in hospital, yeah. um, because she was so so poorly, and again having these same com same conversations with um consultants and things and. Yeah then I just suggested that it, it could it could be could it be milk? Mm -hmm. Um yeah, finally we um we we got somewhere when we moved with that, but the point is that I found that really difficult because that yeah. meant that I had stopped breastfeeding. Yeah. And I think that was an element of feeling like I was being judged because, mm -hmm. you know, it it wasn't working for me or yeah. but then also I didn't I really didn't want to stop. So it was well, yeah. looking back on it, now that I look back on it, I wish that um, I did stop sooner. Yeah. Because I think I stopped feeding her at four months. Um, well, combi fed her um, at four months and then fully stopped at six months. But like I say, looking back, I should have stopped sooner because she was poorly and yeah. I wasn't helping the situation. Sometimes, though, it's really hard, isn't it? When you're in that moment, you can't look at it from that outside perspective. No, it isn't until afterwards yeah. that you look back and you think... Why, why did I do that or why, why did I not think or yeah. you know and it is really hard when you're in that moment and like you say if you're putting that pressure on yourself as well or yeah. it's something that you really wanted to do yeah you just you don't kind of think from a different angle I guess do you sometimes no absolutely not because it's those times where you might be feeding in the middle of the night yeah that you're sat there and you're either staring into a dark room or you're looking at your baby yeah. but you, or like you might be scrolling on your phone or you're doing whatever but yeah. you see though that can be quite a long stretch of time yeah especially as I found with um because I did feed both the girls mm. but either um would feed for big chunks of time <laughs> so whereas all there was you know a snack feed yeah uh, yeah but like 40 minutes to an hour at a time gosh and so if you've got that in the back of your yeah. mind you might be feeling isolated already because your partner's gone back to work yeah. or and then you're trying to fill those days and you don't yeah. really know what you're doing no yeah oh yeah it's yeah. filled. yeah we kind of we didn't have um with my eldest it was um she started with eczema mm -hmm. and um we kind of went to the doctors they prescribed all the you know creams lotions potions whatever and none of it worked and we um i ended up taking her to see someone about allergies and that turned out it was it wasn't milk but it was food mm -hmm. um related and I speak to so many people that don't realise how much diet can affect and we managed to um we got rid of her eczema and we found out like her triggers. Obviously there was still stuff we knew, but we, we pinpointed I guess, not got rid of it, but we pinpointed her triggers um to kind of and that got rid of eczema in the most part and what were her triggers of um milk chocolate yeah um red based foods so like yes. tomato yeah. foods yeah. um i can't think what else now i think fish was one 
Interesting. Um, I think they were the main ones, but it was all you saw. Like she'd be having cocoa pops for breakfast, yeah, um, pizza, and yeah, and it was all the things, yeah, and it was, and it's really hard to do, isn't it? Like to yeah. to strip back your diet and yeah. and figure it all out, yeah. Um, and then with my youngest, um, she was, I think she was about five weeks, and um, she was lactose intolerant. Um, and they tried to say it was just a bug um, and I ended up just putting her on lactose free milk myself yeah. um, She w- and she was alright she started doing this like coughing thing so every time I fed her she'd cough um, projectile vomit yeah. and it got to a point where I was really anxious yeah of course um, so yeah just kind of touching on that I don't think yeah. we've, I've had anyone on before that's talked about um, stuff like that yeah like so, allergies and intolerances I feel like we're in such a lucky position now that there is so much more awareness out there and as a result there's a lot more support. Yeah. And it's great that you have things like um, when Ivan was little there was actually a CMPA support group on Facebook. Oh really? And if it, if, if, if it wasn't for that group yeah. I don't think I would have got through those yeah. months. Of course from my family and things but because you were speaking to other parents that, go, that yeah. were going through the same as you yeah. and you might it, it was heartbreaking to see the photos of with Ivy we used to have to she was that poorly that we used to have to um lather like um oh, yeah. clay like, on her yeah. at night and then wrap her in mummy wraps. It, yeah. So like the baby grows but yeah. and then she'd have to have scratch mitts so she Aww. didn't scratch and oh it was so so poorly but then the like you say how difficult it is to strip back your diet and at yeah. the time where I didn't really want to let go of breastfeeding yeah, yeah. so I was really having to strip back my diet and so I could try and identify anything that yeah. I had would it trigger her and things and yeah in the end I did decide to put her on the um, the hydrolyzed formula which which was great and yeah we've it, it was a massive lifestyle change for us but one one that I'm still thankful for because we continue to live dairy free for the most part yeah i, I say, say for me for the most part because <laughs> i still love a bit of pizza here yeah. and there <laughs> has she still got allergies now then around stuff no or? so i would say there might be a slight intolerance yeah in the fact that so i've decided um obviously together with the dad mm-hmm. that we prefer to keep her um dairy free yeah just because i feel like i saw what that did yeah. to my time be like our, our child yeah and i can't bring myself to put that into her diet when yeah. clearly it caused her so much pain yeah. and also i feel that we have so many amazing alternatives on the shelves for us now mm-hmm. fresh and you know yeah. on the sh- dry shelves um, so she's not I don't feel like she's missing out whereas when she was one and would start going to parties and things that would actually yes. be another time where I'd felt judged yeah, I because could, yeah. I would take our own foods or you know and I would be so up there stressed and anxious because yeah. I, I thought oh my gosh if she gets hold of a jammy dodger yeah. then I don't know what that's going to do yeah, to her yeah. and no one could understand me no. then because no one really had any experience yeah. in it, which is fair enough then and people are a lot more open to yeah. it now compared to what they were back then. But yeah. that was just through lack of experience and education. Yeah. And so I just remember those constantly feeling judged anywhere we went. And, oh, but... And it's intense as well, so isn't intense. it? Like, that's just reminded so me of... Uh, <laughs> thinking about yeah. it all. <laughs> Sorry, I've, like, dredged it all up. <laughs> it just reminded me with my youngest when she, with her lactose um, intolerance and trying to find products she could have that yeah. didn't have 
lactose and I remember that being so hard yeah. and then with my eldest because it wasn't like a an allergy as in she would react badly to it I mean it was bad enough that her eczema flared up but people didn't understand that because it was just eczema yeah um so like you say parties and stuff yeah. that was really hard yeah and I'll never forget when she started at school um I didn't realise, but she'd forgotten to take it off when she came home. And when she had to queue up for a dinner, she had to wear this big yeah. badge and it had a big A on it for allergies. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing to my child? <laughs> but she was fine, obviously. <laughs> and it's all all right now. But, you know, yeah. you just think like, wow. Yeah. No, I think she hasn't. Does she? she wears a, like, it's just a white band I think right. they have at lunch. and. Like I say, she's not allergic anymore, so if she was to have a little bit, and don't get me wrong, like myself or a dad like, or a grandma or any other people, mm. you know, she might be around, might say, would you like a bit? And yeah. She's at the age now where she, she either says, no, I'm allergic, or yeah. no, I just simply don't want it, because she's one yeah. of the fussiest children as well. <laughs> I'm so blessed with that as a nutritionist, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> but Ivy and Orla are very different in that. Ivy's very... Because we we had to when we start because uh, we were under a dietitian yeah. and all of that as well and they want they want this is another thing I don't understand considering everything that she'd gone through they wanted to work us through the milk ladder, which is something right. that you know we decide well you know we decided myself and her dad that we didn't want to do that yeah. because again we'd seen what it had done to yeah. us so why would we introduce that to yeah. her and so we didn't do that with her but as she's got older and she's has bits here and there. Um, but yeah well so when we were weaning her it was a case of it was really difficult because she couldn't be teething or she yeah. couldn't be poorly or anything like that yeah. if um we wouldn't be able to introduce a new food if she was if, feeling under yeah. the at all because we didn't know how it was going to affect her yeah um so we were you know it might be avocado one week and then it yeah. might be a strawberry the next week but then the strawberry she'd have a huge reaction yeah. and like you say the tomato based foods yeah. like it's um they're all linked to yeah. the increase in eczema so yeah she was very limited to what she actually had in her early um early years but she liked it i always say she's the kid that like won't eat pizza but she'll have like quinoa quinoa avocado salads <laughs> yeah. and stuff well it's always the opposite <laughs> But yeah, all is not got an allergy or an intolerance, but we've, um, you know, and we're raising them the same. Yeah. Because it, it just it's makes just, sense. It's easier so as it's well, easier, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so everyone always says this is like a massive question. Um, how do you feel about parenting? Good, bad? Has it changed you? Do you have any regrets? Um... Oh, it's a loaded one. Yeah. Gosh, it is, gosh, it's like where do I start from there? Um, but I think I think I'd oh, no, it isn't it? It's an interesting one because everyone's experiences are different, which is why this is a hot topic. Mm-hmm. You know, hot. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really an emotional subject, isn't it? Because everyone yeah. has their own um, opinions and values and thoughts and feelings and yeah, all of that yeah. on this. Um, but for me. I do feel really fortunate in that I do I did have really I had great pregnancies in both flavours and parenting experiences although you know allerg- Ivy's allergies aside and re- having all her in COVID and all of that I, I, I do 
I do love it, but of course it doesn't come with its own Yeah, it's yeah. And it's made of down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's so, so hard. hard. No one... Um, and this is the thing, when you're pregnant with your second, there might be, you know, which is fine, some of you that might like to read all the books and listen to all mm-hmm. the podcasts, and you think you're going to parent a certain way, but <laughs> it's never going to prepare no. you for what's to come. <laughs> no. And... My, one of my best friends always gives the best advice because I think there was one time I must have said when Maria a bit younger, you know, the classic, oh, I must have seen a family at a restaurant. I feel awful now that I ever <laughs> said this. And, you know, seeing children at the table with an iPad because I thought my yeah. parents would never allow that. Yeah. And, you know, so I thought, oh, gosh, like, I'm, I'm no, I, I wouldn't do that when I have children. Of course I do it all the time now. <laughs> And you, especially if you're in a group of people and you, one children want to start kicking off them, I mean, get a bit of Peppa Pig on, just not yeah. too loud or just whatever yeah. keeps the peace. And I think another piece, a great piece of advice that my friend gave me is you pick your battles. Definitely, 100%. Otherwise, how are you actually going to get through? You know, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> and it's so, like... I don't, I don't know about your two, I'm guessing from what you've kind of said already, but my two are, are polar opposites, yeah, like yeah. complete opposites, so they both have very different needs, so I have to parent them differently, which yeah, absolutely. you don't expect to yeah. have to do, yeah. and then to actually do it as well when you've got everything else going on, Yeah, it's just so hard, and if you don't pick your battles, definitely, you just, it's, it's even harder, yeah. basically, it's just, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and I've I've noticed that more so with Orla because not only is she second child, um, I've I've of course separated from a dad, so yeah. we're it's it's managing those two children at all times by yourself. Yeah, because but they just they understand their firm boundaries. Yeah. in the two different households, but I have noticed that with Ivy, um, she almost. No, I feel sometimes I feel bad because you have to tend to the needs of the younger one. Yeah, yeah. More at different times. Yeah. Or Ivy might take on that mothering role, whether mm-hmm. it be I ask her to or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she loves that, and it is lovely to see the bond that those two have. Um, but yeah, it's it's difficult at different times yeah. because of that. And sometimes yeah. I find with my eldest, she'll she wants to take on that mothering thing but then there's times when I, I don't need her to do that sometimes it's really helpful yeah and then other times it's just basically annoying like yeah. she's winding yeah. my youngest up and then she's going mama and I'm like you are not the parent <laughs> like, I don't know how many times I have to remind her and, and I can hear her and she'll be telling her off and I'll think oh, like that's obviously what I sound like but you are not the parent like what are you doing <laughs> and then she like you know, takes offence that I've said, you know, please yeah. don't do that. And yeah. it is um, really hard. But my eldest is the eldest in the, the whole family as well. So it's that thing of eldest of everyone. Yeah. And they get, I guess they kind of get, not stuck, but they do get that role of yeah. mother hen a bit, don't yeah. they? And they do. They, they, they absolutely do. And I don't know about yours, but I, I do think Ivy does love it. Yeah. She does actually love having that um relationship with Ola. They are so, so close. Um 
And every, everyone will say it to me, oh gosh, I love the relationship that you, your girls have. And I think, well, don't get me wrong, it's not all sunshine's yes. trying to make It's like, obviously they're bickering and sometimes yeah. one's throwing something at the other and this, that and the other. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, for the most part, they they do get on really, really well. And with them taking on that role... I um, I find it important to try and have one-to-one time with yes. Ivy when I can. I see you talk about this yeah. quite a bit, actually, yeah. And I can't... So I remember when I was pregnant and, you know, Ivy would still jump in bed. Um, I would still jump in bed with the dad and I mm-hmm. um, through the night and things. And I, she was four at the time. And I remember we were both talking about it and I was sharing my concerns, saying, I, I want... I want to try and get her out of the habit of this. Not because I don't want her to. Like she, you know, it's yeah. not. It's not going to go on forever, is it? So we enjoy those years while because we have them. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I was worried about having a newborn in the room with us and yeah. what how that's going to impact yeah. on Ivy and her sleep and her routine because it goes into the day, doesn't it? Yeah. If I've not slept, then Jesus, her. But yeah, so um, we so. I think I I was I was always talking about all this arrival and things like that and then I remember John would share his concerns and that I don't have to feel left out mm-hmm. or he would I think even at one point he was like oh stop going on about it too much because yeah. which which I, I I get but I thought oh no this is preparing her yeah and then when of course um all arrived and I was breastfeeding so it was really time demanding yeah. and there, there was the two of us so that's fine but still they still need the mum don't they yeah. so when you're there feeding the baby and they're only four and yeah. they understand it but they don't quite they don't, understand yeah, yeah. um so you're really wondering how to juggle that one and then. Um, I think it was just one day. I think we'd just both, we both, we could just tell that Ivy was just a little bit different with us, like a little bit more needy of our yeah. attention. And, but not in a bad way. She was, it was just different. And so we, d- we decided um, to have Mummy Ivy Day. Yeah. We try and aim for once a month. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, our lives are so busy aren't they yeah and our weekends especially for us us because our weekends are split so yeah. i only have them every other weekend um so it's managing that time but i do try um we do try to handle me ivy day and that even if it's only a couple of hours yeah even if it and i ask her every time what would you like to do yeah and it might be go to the cinema or it might be go for go for something to eat or it might be go, to simply go up to the uni and there's yeah. a trim trail oh is there and she loves Aww. that and so we'll just go out and do uh, do that together which we both enjoy so much because that's something that really um fulfills both of us because mm-hmm. we love being outside yeah. and we love staying like keeping active yeah and yeah they're really they're really lovely moments which also um which always reminds me that you don't need to go out and take them to do this and that and yeah. that because there have been some mummy ivy days where I've been, oh gosh, that that was really expensive. Yeah. Like we've been to, we might have gone to the cinema and then for lunch, and before you know it, like yeah. it's a lot, isn't it? Sometimes. It is, yeah. Um, and then just going up to the uni and just doing that trim trail and feeding the ducks, and then we might have not. That'll be it. And then we'd yeah. go home, and that would just be so nice. And then to have the movie nights. Yeah. So we try and do we try and do that um, just once a week, and even if it's not a full film. Just yeah, like just, half a yeah, yeah. And um, it, it was actually last week before, so I always try and do movie night before they go to the dance for the weekend because I won't see them from Friday yeah. to Monday. And um, whilst we were we were coming to the end of the movie and Ivy was like, Mummy, I've really enjoyed Aww. tonight. And, and I thought she needed that. Yeah, and it's just creating that connection, isn't it? Yeah. 
that creating that I'm a big up on like creating this connection and that's one of my biggest parenting values and it that doesn't just last for that moment it definitely it yeah. goes bigger than that doesn't yeah. it and that's I th- find is really important yeah um, and I'm a big advocate as well of um free stuff yeah like <laughs> just going out and finding fun that doesn't cost anything absolutely yeah <laughs> it's so easy yeah. isn't it to get sucked in by yeah. like the consumer side of yeah. parenting and paying for this and yeah. that and going and doing this and, yeah. and like you say before you know it you've spent an absolute fortune yeah when there's so much you can sometimes I guess you have to be a little bit more creative or it's just knowing about stuff or yeah. finding stuff that you enjoy yeah um but we we love to do kind of stuff like that that's, absolutely yeah and you know the saying um like the best things in life are for it yeah like it really is yeah <laughs> you can say on um you know, over the summer holidays, um, we went away on holiday and then we had a great time and whatever. And then you go through the holidays and you might do this, these things. But then our, our favourite weekend was when we stripped it back raw and yeah. went camping yeah. and just stayed in our onesies and yeah. played cards and, you know, ran about a farm and the fields yeah. and that That's... just flew a kite. Yeah. Like, those are and, our best days. And they're the stuff, that's the stuff that they remember as well, isn't exactly. it? Like, yeah. I think it must have been a couple of years ago now, because it was before we moved here, but it was school holidays, and it was one day, and I said, right, come on, we'll pack a bag, we'll pack some lunch, yeah. and we're going on an, ad- on an adventure. And we literally just walked out the door, yeah. and just off we went. And yeah. I think we only ended up in, like, on Hesham Barrows or whatever, but yeah. we spent the whole day, we laughed, yeah. and then we walked back home, and then that's all we've talked about since. Oh, like, every cool, holiday, but, yeah. it's like, can we have an adventure day? Can we just get up and go? And, yeah. you know, and that's... They're the things that make the biggest difference, Absolutely. I guess, aren't they? And I think... We, as parents, like you say, you can get so consumed, mm. or no, we can get wrapped up in the yeah. consumer side of things and think, and especially in today, you know, we, we all use social media. Yeah. And I would say maybe, maybe at this time of year where all everyone's going pumpkin picking and things like that, <laughs> and, and that's great, we love it, and we're going pumpkin picking and things, but, you know, there's, a pumpkin picking can be this huge, extravagant thing, yeah. or it can just be this really small the way that you do it, yeah. isn't it? And I think it's sorry to interrupt. I think no. it's finding that that balance and that what works for you, Definitely. isn't it? What fits yeah. for what you yeah you want and yeah. And I think create. I've only learned that though over the years. Like yeah. I you which you would with anything like like your lessons learned in things. But I think maybe when I had Ivy, I thought oh, you know, I want to do this, I want to do this baby photo shoot or I want to do this photo shoot for a birthday or I want to do this, I have yeah. these kind of parties and <clears throat> now I've had all her and even COVID taught me so much because yeah. all is for um, next year and she's not had a party yet. Yeah. I've, we've loved that. We just, yeah. We've just had family gatherings and uh, I thought, why did, why, did, why did I do all of that? Yeah, and that's it and... You know, it's fine to do that if, if you want to do that and you're happy yeah. doing that. But yeah. if it you don't need to no. do that, do you? No. You don't have to do that. And yeah. like you say, with social media, there's so much that you can absorb and yeah. get caught up in and feel yeah. like... I mean, I'm always one. I hate a bandwagon. I hate, like, yeah. jumping on a bandwagon. So I, I'm usually, if I get involved, I'm the last to do it. Because yeah. I've been sat watching for a while thinking, no, no. So <laughs> that is so me. That is so me. My friend says that about me all the time. She'll say, 
I'm, it's your light impersonate me. I'm never, oh no, I'll never get an iPhone. Why would you get an iPhone? <laughs> Ten years later, she yeah. has an iPhone. <laughs> I'll never do this. Oh, I'll never yeah. go pumpkin picking. <laughs> I don't tell you she's pumpkin picking. <laughs> but yeah, I think you. it's just doing what works for you, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. you know, what what fits with yeah. your values. Yeah, and I think once you get to, oh, everyone's different, but for me, I think once I got to a place of, um, where I always say when I turned 31 was my, I think right. my, it's a turning point for me. Yeah. Because I turned 30 in COVID, I had my new baby, and that was actually, for me, because I love the newborn bubble. Right. Every, whereas my friend um, is going through that phase now, and she'll just openly say she hates the newborn yeah. phase. And, like, it's really interesting to have those conversations with her, mm. because I, I feel nothing but, like, I, even now I think, like, Aww. oh, that bubble, like, I loved everything yeah. about it. But our experiences were so different. Yeah. And I think, well, of course you don't love it because you've gone through X, Y, and Z. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't have that same experience. Um, Is there anything in your life that has shaped how you parent that you're happy to talk about? Any situations, circumstances that have affected this? Well, I'd say the biggest change for me is probably... Um, moving in, moving out from that family unit yeah. within the home, I would say, mm-hmm. to then co-parenting. Yeah. Which, um, for us, was obviously the best and right thing to do for yeah. us. Um, and it's just been a learning journey. Um, and I would say... Yeah, I would I would say that's been the biggest one for me because your parenting style changes partly because it has to change. Yeah. And two because you're on this you're you're on the, you're gonna be on this journey forever with your children. Yeah. So your parenting style is probably all gonna be yeah, forever yeah. changing as you evolve into these new yeah. chapters of life. Um and I would I would say I'm a lot more chilled out. Right. Compared to what I used to be. But again, I think that's because I've had to be. Because yeah. you you can't... I always bring it back to this one. So if people walk into my house and they'll always say, oh my gosh, it's so clean, like, so clean and tidy. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've really got your stuff together. Yeah. And I think, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a surface cleaner. <laughs> what's going on do you Mm -hmm. and which is the same can be said for anything in life which is why I think it's so important just to be kind yeah and Mm -hmm. open-minded non-judgmental and just be a listening ear to Mm -hmm. whatever comes your way to let that person know that you're there to listen yeah you don't even have to be there you don't they might not even want their advice yeah they might just want you know to listen um someone to 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 listen to them um and so yeah i think i think in answer to that question i think i've just become a lot more laid back yeah and i think my children are so much happier for it yeah because there are certain you know there are certain things that have to be done a set way and that that's absolutely fine you might like to do even down you might like to do your washing a certain Mm -hmm. way or you know, and the the children learn how to do that with you, um. But I think for the most part, you, we just go in with the flow. Yeah. 
But what I have interestingly learned on recent <laughs> is that I'm not as go as the flow as, you know, as go as the flow. So I always thought I was, well not always, but as I thought I was. Um, because I've been going through therapy myself and I've learned that I do actually, I do actually do better with structure. Right. And the, and the children do as well. Yeah. But it's a loose structure. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so just... <laughs> what how are you in terms of like boundaries with the girls like do you have quite strict boundaries are, are there like set boundaries yeah that one's an interesting one because like you always think oh I don't want to be that parent that says my kids are great because of course they are but they're not great 24 7 yeah. these kids are um but I had this only because I had this discussion uh, with my boyfriend not not so long ago where I, I think we were sat at the table meal times are quite important to me like yeah. we, we sit at the ta- we sit at the table as a family and, yeah. and you know I mean it doesn't happen every night and but I try to sit at the table with the children and we have a meal and that's where we chat mm-hmm. um, what's been your favourite part of the day yeah. what have you learnt today or I like to share what I've been up to with yeah. them because they learn so much from that yeah. as well and they are you know all is very observant yeah um, and Ivy will listen and remember everything yeah um and that's that, i think that's just because that's where a time where we always sat as a family when i was a kid yeah and so i always remember meal times so that that time of the day were important to me um so yeah i, I don't i feel like i don't want to say it but i don't really feel like i don't really have much to shout like you know yeah to shout at the kids for mm-hmm. no i don't say shout at them for but you know what i mean like they are generally really good girls yeah and it just might be the odd time where they might be, where they might be out of line. So I guess the take home for me in that is maybe they do know the boundaries already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know they know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, they do all are especially likes to push like test me. <laughs> yeah. And Sean will say she's testing you there. <laughs> um, but I think the only the only things that I really can be testing on is when Ivy's taking the sheer mick getting ready for school. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes ages or you know all uh, just doesn't want to really listen to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> she wants to do her own thing she doesn't want to brush her teeth she doesn't you know that kind of thing but I yeah. think top and bottom of it they know they know the difference between right and wrong yeah. and they are I mean fingers crossed touch wood but they are they are good kids yeah. they really are what is your biggest value when it comes to parenting I think for me I mean, I'd be surprised if you didn't know this one if I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just our happy, healthy. <laughs> That's like your slogan, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But it's it's literally it all comes down to mm-hmm. just being happy and healthy, and yeah. in the simplest way, which might be. You know, we do have like that loose structure, I guess. We mm-hmm. we wake up in the morning and every morning they have their, it's probably the only one meal of the day that they both eat the same of and enjoy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm really happy and proud that they actually have it. So every morning they'll have Weetabix with the oat milk, the chia seeds, berries on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the day is free for all. As long as they've got so that one breakfast, off you go. Both <laughs> <laughs> <Being> free. <laughs> yeah and then yeah so I just think as long as uh, you know they've got the food in the valleys mm-hmm. and we've been out moving that day yeah and sometimes I think it's so 
you know, it's so difficult because we can get stressed and uh, bogged down in under everything that we've got to do, you know, to be a parent, you yeah. might be working, you might be juggling personal problems, you might be juggling um, problems with the children, mm -hmm. physical or mental health, anything, and it's yeah. just to keep that well-being in check. Yeah. And so for for me, it's just really positive that that we, you know, we, we nourish well, we mm -hmm. move well, we're kind to each other. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we go to bed happy. Yeah. So what kind of stuff do you do then to like you say move well, nourish well? What kind of stuff do you, would you do like normally? Myself or with the kids? Either, both. Yeah, so well, for, so for me it's so important. Um, and again, interestingly, because I've been working through that one recently, um, of what what is my healthy happy yeah. and I think I do think I have it in check um bar my sleep but that's not to say that oh she's got it all in check she's yeah. good I think every day you're working on something different yeah yeah and I'll be putting the good stuff into my body mm -hmm. I'll be you know I'll be fueling well I'll be moving my body I'll be doing all the right things but it's like one like on one of my products I have like the slogan happiness is an inside job yeah and what I said to someone the other day is it doesn't matter how many nice things someone, you know, might be saying to me in one day, none of that actually, I might not take, actually take any of yeah. that in if I'm not feeling it myself. Yeah, yeah. And so every day I do actually have to put positive mm -hmm. um, practices in place. Yeah. Um, just to keep my healthy, happy going. Yeah. Um, and then of course for me it's really important that I do, I do, I do that with the children. Yeah. Um, so it even like, even if if it's a bad day because every day is not a great day, um, and weather wise, then mm -hmm. even if it's a simple walk around the block, yeah, just something to keep us to keep us you know just yeah. uh, keep us active, and um, we have this thing where we try and have a song each night after tea, and okay. we'll just like dance around yeah, the house yeah. crazy for it, and they absolutely love that. Um, that tends to fall during summer actually I think because we're out more in yeah, the evenings yeah. but in the winter I, I, yeah. you know, we, we do that quite consistently and they absolutely love it however it's driving me crazy at the minute because all of them are loving these ridiculous songs <laughs> <laughs> and my brain can't take it and I'm like right okay girls it's bath time shower time get to bed <laughs> What has been your biggest challenge so far? Oh, <laughs> there is not one a challenge. There's multiple challenges. It's it's so it's so difficult. Mm. What would your biggest challenge be? Um, I can't remember what I said now. I think mine was um, parenting the way being strong enough to parent the way that I wanted to without kind of feeling like I had to parent a certain way from outside pressures and you know oh, that, like working yeah. through like generational trauma and that kind of stuff that's passed down yeah I absolutely love that and for me that's come through the years where mm -hmm. I used to feel like that I used to feel the pressures I used to think I should parent a yeah. certain way and it might not have been that anyone's necessarily told me to do that or be like mm -hmm. that or you should do this is how to xyz I put that on myself yeah so probably the biggest challenge for me is actually just been to continually work on myself mm -hmm. yeah to be the best version of myself that I can be for me and my children yeah. Because if I'm not living my happy, healthy intentionally, then 
Yeah. How's that impacting on the kids? Yeah. I was just going to say that's a really, really important point because so many of us as mums, we, and we're conditioned as well that you put your all into the children, the children come first, you mm. have to sacrifice everything for their needs, but that doesn't always work. Like We have to be the best version of ourselves to be able to not just role model to them, but to be the best parent if we're not, yeah. you know feeling fulfilled and happy healthy and all that kind of stuff as a person how can we be the best parent yeah and I think for me (coughs) which I'm really grateful I've got to a place of acceptance Mm -hmm. in that we I say to be the best version of myself but I'm never going to be the best because like I say I'm continually working I'm always it's a work in progress yeah but I wouldn't have it any other way because what's life without purpose and so my purpose is just to continually explore and grow and develop for me and for the children and I really notice that when I'm looking after myself Mm -hmm. that the children are so much healthier and happier themselves because I am yeah or if I'm feeling anxious and stressed then it's not that I'm putting that on the children but they might be feeling those vibrations from me yeah they pick up on it don't they yeah. Even if you're not saying anything, yeah. they just know, don't Definitely. they? Definitely. Ivy especially, she's so in tune and she um, she might, um, you know, you're, you're not, you know, I might re- respond to her, but it's like, mum, you didn't actually listen to me then, did yeah. you? Because I might be stressing that my house insurance yeah. is due and I need yeah, yeah. to sort my house insurance today, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, yeah, all those, all those practices continuously yeah and that's yeah. it and like you say like we're never going to be the best version of ourselves because every day it's a work in progress yeah. isn't it and you're always going to change your values are maybe going to yeah. change and your yeah. um your seasons of life are going to change yeah. and your circumstance situations so yeah you know and i think that's probably really important to know as how we were saying about the best version of yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you have to find it and stick at it. Yeah. It could just be like you say, like you you're working at it continuously yeah. and, and looking for for the next yeah. step, I guess, of what you need and Absolutely. So I think the biggest thing for me in my whole well being is that I would be able to sit here and confidently say now that I used to be the person that would scroll um through, you know, Instagram or mm-hmm. social media and I used to sit there and compare. I absolutely yeah. did. And it could have been anything from appearance, mm-hmm. um, like personal appearance, or what that person was doing. And I might not even know these people, yeah. which is crazy, but I would be comparing, or why aren't I doing this, or why I should be doing this, or you know, all those kind of things. Whereas I don't know where, the, I can't remember where the change and shift came. Um, the shift and change came. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just let, I let go. Yeah. And when I let go of that, I became mm-hmm. so more accepting of myself. Yeah. And I would be lying if I said, because someone asked me the other day, do you care what people, what others think of you? And for ages, I would say no, because I thought, well, I don't. I'm, I'm obviously, I'm mindful of others and, you know, I never want to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. And I've always got the best intentions. Yeah. Um, Whereas now I think if someone was to say, do you care what others think? I think, well, 
yeah, maybe there's that small amount, yeah. but not enough to let it affect my yeah. day. And so that's the same. That's the same that I've um, you know taken through. That's come through into my parenting as well. Mm-hmm. I just think. I mean, yeah, I used to be bothered and used to felt judged about maybe what outfit Ivy went in or something as an example I can't say it but like literally what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying is now I really couldn't care like yeah. if she left the house with one shoe I'd just be like well she wouldn't put her other on yeah. yeah you know and that would be a lesson learned for Ivy mm-hmm. and that's what I'd learned that my my parents would my dad especially would have been savage like that with me it would have been like well you learn from yeah, your mistakes yeah. then yeah you don't eat your tea you go to bed hungry yeah you don't do this well you won't do it next time will yeah. you yeah and that's an, that's another thing that I've noticed when I'm out and about when if say I don't know say all is on a wall and I mean it might be a little bit irresponsible and then she you know <laughs> the wall and I'm not going to save her. Well, I just see why you won't do that next time. Yeah, that's it. And and there's a huge thing, isn't there? Like I'm very much a be careful, be careful, and I can hear myself doing it, and I'm thinking, oh my god, shut up! Why are you saying that? <laughs> but I can't stop it. And an element of that is my anxiety. Yeah. And an element of that is because my youngest isn't. She's absolute kamikaze. Like she's <laughs> always hurting herself, and so from her being small, I've tried to prevent the the meltdowns and yeah. the the stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, but there is like this big thing if you look into like the parenting whatever the stuff you know like um, I don't necessarily think it's a theory but that you have to let children take risks to learn and it's a key part of childhood and their learning and it that's kind of been phased out by this thing of you have to be around them all the time and supervising them and, yeah. and not letting them do stuff and because of that they're not learning to take the risks that they need for as yeah. they grow and you know become adults yeah. and it's a huge a huge thing yeah um, absolutely and I think it all comes down to we you know children learn through play yeah and so it the same applies to you stand on that wall you're too close to the edge you fall off it well you've learned through play <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing, yeah. isn't it? It is. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's just what we've been conditioned to and everything that is around us today that, mm-hmm. you know, makes, moulds us into, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's not necessarily fighting against that, but it's about feeling confident enough to follow your own path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to touch back on as well how you said, when you said about letting it go, because I think that's a really key thing as well that, I think as a parent, it can be so easy to get consumed by parenting and Absolutely. have to feel in control all the yeah. time and have to manage everything and everyone. Yeah. And like you say, when you learn to let go, yeah, that's when you notice a check up. I mean, like yeah. I found that as well, and other people that I've spoken to, that's when you find yeah the change and where you kind of, I guess, really kind of start to sit in your values and yeah. and you know like you say go from there and absolutely and that that is the key isn't it of sitting you're in your values then because you're doing what is aligned with you and what comes naturally which i think is the most important one you're not going against the grain and being filled with anxiety because you're doing something you want to do and that can be really hard to do can't it like to it's all right it's easy to say what comes naturally and sometimes it does come naturally but you feel like you have to yeah do different to yeah. that and it 
it's really hard I think for a lot of mums to get to that place and it takes a lot of work which sometimes it can be hard to even get on that path to to start that can't it yeah absolutely but I don't know if you'd agree with me in saying but that's almost the beauty of the hardships Mm -hmm. is that you've come out the other side and you've learned so much and you have this strength inside of you that yeah. you're then able to, you know, pass on to your children. Yeah. And they, they they see that too. And I just think they're invaluable experiences. And, yeah, although, yeah, I, yes, I would do things differently. Like, I would have stopped breastfeeding Ivy sooner and things like that. I don't really have any regrets because it was mm-hmm. all part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. And it's a different kind of strength when you come out the other side, isn't yeah. it, as well? It's... A different feeling yeah um when you look back and you think like wow yeah I, I did that yeah <laughs> I did it I'm doing it look at me <laughs> and I think that's so important for us as women I was saying this to a few different people in the last couple of weeks when they've been sharing their experiences with me even my some of my closest friends or customers and mm-hmm. I'm like you forget like how amazing you are yeah like you're you're doing it like you just said like and people like people don't almost give themselves enough love and appreciation for what their body's gone through in growing a baby yeah and I've always said and I'll always stand by in that parenting for me is the hardest job in the world yeah because you don't get those you those toilet breaks like Mm -hmm. you do at work yeah free from children yeah. You don't get a lunch break like you do at work, you know, um, which I think is always an interesting topic between partners in a household, yes. isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day. What do you mean this is done? I've been at work all day. What do you mean I've been at work all day? I've been kids all day. Yeah. You've um, had five minutes for a quiet brew. and Yeah, and it's hard, <laughs> isn't it? Like, that's a whole different... Like, we could do a whole, a whole podcast on that one. Um, but it's, it's, hard, it's a hard... <laughs> to see from both sides isn't it when you're yeah. on one side and they're on the other but they do say that like being a parent like being a mother is basically a, or let's say not mother default parent shall we say because it's not always the mother um it's a full-time job absolutely and some well yeah it's, it's more yeah. than a full-time job yeah. because a full-time job what is it maybe 36 hours well yeah something like yeah. that you're working around the clock yeah. Because when you're a mother, that doesn't just mean you're a mother to that that child. You're also taking care of the house. Yeah. Well, that's the other aspect, isn't it? The, yeah. the emotional yeah, load, everything. the mental load. That it's, yeah. Which is another reason. I'll, I'm not, I'll never forget when I was um, struggling with what direction to go with the business. You know, mm-hmm. do I accelerate? Do I take a step back? Do I just keep it ticking along because I had two small children? Yeah. And my dad, my dad said to me, but my dad was very old fashioned, and he mm-hmm. was like, you know, um, the men go to work, the women stay at home. That was yeah, just his yeah. way. Um, but he said to me, like, you're a mother first. Mm-hmm. Like, like he was like, you're, a, yeah, you're a mother. You're, you. <laughs> he said, you're a mother, and you're a mother first. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. you, you look after the children, you look after the house, and you look after yourself first Mm -hmm. and I just think yeah everything else 
you know, we'll just once once you've got yourself right, yeah, everything does come. Yeah. But it's only until you've worked on that yeah, first. Yeah. So can we just touch so obviously you've mentioned there about business and so how do you find like managing that dynamic because obviously you've got the girls and then the business how do you kind of find that all fits together I think I have a good routine now mm-hmm. save the girl who says she's free flowing <laughs> but you have you know I have I have a it's, it's limited though of course yeah. because <clears throat> I'm sure you know you're probably the same in that we work to the children's schedule still yeah but that's the choice we make. I mean, mm. I, I could, I could um, have Ivy in a breakfast club and then mm. an after school club to, in order to accelerate the business. Yeah. But I don't. I'm choosing not to because I'm never going to get these years back. Yeah. And so it's learning. I had to have a conversation with myself and be like, well, what what's okay? To, what feels okay to me? What's mm. more important? And it was that uh, I I love my business. Yeah. Lo- because it's it's our it's my it's what I live in Britain, it's what I do, and like I say, it's our healthy happy, it all fits in, and the children love it too, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll I'll never get that time back with the girls, so yeah, it's it's a a tough juggle, but I've definitely got better at it, so when I first set up, of course, it it requires a lot more work when you first set up. So how long have you been five years now it'll be five years coming up and I remember um so guilty to it I used to work 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 to build the brand yeah um which of course is what you have to do but it was at the detriment to my my child's you know attention um and John would have felt that too Mm. um and that yeah that that was that that was tough and then I think I just got to a place where I was like hold on this isn't actually acceptable to constantly I, I basically wasn't present yeah and so when I got but it's all part of, all part of the all part of my progress journey my self development yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. when I I learned what I wanted in life mm-hmm. and when I learned to be okay with what I've got yeah. that yeah, is the key yeah. when I learned to and be that's okay really with hard what I've got in business isn't it yeah and especially when like on the outside world you just I know I do and you see success success yeah. duh, 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 yeah. and it's like oh my god I'm not doing enough I'm not yeah and it's really hard to find yeah. that place and that's I think why I, I try you know I, like as the years have gone on the business evolves and you grow as a person and as mm-hmm. we've already discussed x y and z and so I used to share a lot of um you know relatable content like yeah. that so at the end of the day it's a well-being brand yeah so what I, what I put out there is not just about our oh, sharing this is what I'm doing or yeah. you know selfishly it's because I know so it's so relatable to many mm. and yeah. I have that relationship with a lot of my customers yeah. because it's local at the end of the day yeah. um and so yeah I, I used to I just used to run that train but I find it really hard to do because obviously I work part-time well I don't know if it's class as part-time whatever I, I don't, I'm not in work every day um and then I do this and obviously a parent and everything else and I find the juggle really tough of fitting everything in and I find it frustrating sometimes that I want to do more but then at the same time my priority always was the girls yeah and 
be like my main job is flexible so that I can do the skill pickups yeah. and all that kind of stuff and I can do the club runs and you know I can be there for these blooming assemblies they do every two minutes yes. and, you know like what is that about <laughs> what is that about <laughs> but that's why I kind of do the my main job that I do is so that I can be flexible yeah. but then sometimes I also find that really frustrating when I see other people that have got support and yeah. there's other people to help them with the pickups yeah. and the, the club runs and, yeah. and they're just going to work and they're not yeah. having to switch the brain like that yeah um and then obviously with all this as well I'm trying to fit it in yeah and it, it can be very frustrating yeah um and the juggle is really hard it there's yeah it absolutely is um but there's a few key points that I picked up there the like you say the support that mm. you see there I, I feel I I fully relate to that because yeah. I, I don't I don't have that. Yeah. Um but that's something that I've had to learn mm-hmm. to accept and be yeah. okay with. And that's what's then had to go through into the business. Well yeah. this this is the situation, this is what it is. Yeah. Um and also what the point that I picked up on there is the mum guilt with all these mm. these assemblies that come in. Yeah. I remember once I missed um, a Jubilee party at the school. And I had a meeting and I couldn't get out of it. And, well, I probably could if, you know, I probably could change it. Um, I prob- I might have just forgotten, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, put the two and two together. And um, I, I went to school to collect ivy and I saw the school field was jam-packed. Mm. All the parents. And ivy came out and I've n- never, like, seen her so disappointed. Yeah. And... I'll never forget it because um, she said to me like, "Mummy, I don't understand why couldn't you come?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh well, I've been I've been out of well I was out of area. I was like, maybe I've been, I've been in the meeting. I wasn't I wasn't able to come. I'm so 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 sorry." And she was like, "But I don't understand. Like you're the boss. Why couldn't you come?" Yeah. And so I felt so much mum guilt in there. But then I felt I almost felt some anger and frustration to well, how did all those how did all those parents yeah. manage it? Yeah. And I remember I was texting a dad like, oh my gosh, I've missed this. Like, I feel yeah. like absolutely awful. And because uh, he doesn't have a lot of flexibility with yeah. work, and we've accepted that, he makes it where he can, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. And he said, look, Becky, you can't be there for everything. Yeah. And although I didn't, it was nice to hear that assurance, that reassurance from him, mm-hmm. that I can't yeah, be yeah. there for everything. Could, because I felt all the emotions in that moment. Yeah. I felt like I'd disappointed and let down my seven-year-old. Yeah. But then I felt so much anger and resentment yeah. towards all these parents that yeah. were there. And but, I'm, like, how, you can't do it no, all. No, you can't. And on that as well, it's like, it's that's kind of, I guess, where school maybe hasn't evolved with the times. Because at one point, you only had one parent working, yeah. or in majority situations, one parent worked and one stayed at home. So that... That was all feasible, but now I would say probably the majority of parents yeah. are working parents. Yeah. And you can't just come out of yeah. work, or you can't always swap stuff, and Absolutely. and that only impacts on the child and creates the guilt. Yeah. So why are we still doing that? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I it, I love being able to go into school and the assemblies and stuff, but surely there must be some other way yeah. of doing it. Absolutely, you know? I agree because I I literally have one coming up this week. And I'm going to go to it because I made a promise to Ivy then yeah. that I would never miss anything yeah. again. But, which I'm I'm very, very fortunate that I can do. Mm. Um, but 
you know, on the flip side of that, of that if I didn't do what I did, then, yeah. like, what would what, what does yeah. that mean then? I would be feeling that constant guilt, and Ivy would constantly be feeling yeah. let down, or would she constantly be fe- in school feeling like my mum's the only one that's not yeah. here? Because, you know, there will have been other children there where their parents can yeah. make it, but... Maybe she she mum built guilt me to say I was the only one, but I don't I don't believe. But yeah, I think you're right there. But at the same time, it is nice that they do yeah. have those. It is really nice. Yeah. So it's almost like a lose lose situation. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And that comes down to acceptance and yeah, what you're okay with. Yeah. Minefield parenting. It is. <laughs> right, I think we're on the last question now. Um. What do you wish you could change about parenting in general, as in for everyone? Oh, well, you, can you answer that one when it's it's different for absolutely everyone? Because I don't know what I'd say what I could change. I would say what I would hope mm-hmm. is that everyone was more accepting of themselves, mm-hmm. kind to themselves, and gave them permission to pause. Yeah, that's a big one, isn't it? Because what I also find through work, um, my customers, my friends, you know, all the different circles of connections that I have, is that many parents don't actually give themselves permission to pause and take five for them. Yeah, that's a huge one. And it's crazy to me. And I, I I have nothing but admiration for these women because I just think... If I didn't do all the things that I do do for my happy, healthy, then I don't think I would actually be, you know, daily fun- a no. daily functioning parent that no. wouldn't be either screaming at my children because I would be on the edge, mm-hmm. or if I'd not had a breakdown yeah. by now. And I'd, I'd just, it, yeah. nothing but admiration for them women. And it, like, for me, I, th- I think of how many mums are living like that because they feel they have to or they've got into that like um routine of that's how how it is and they yeah. can't take the foot off the gas and yeah. it's like like you said before we we don't get these years back and I'm not saying that to kind of guilt anyone no. but it's that thing of for me I always think I don't want to get to a point you know when I'm much older grandparent maybe 60s 70s however old looking back thinking oh I did all that wrong, I wish I'd have done that. Which yeah. there will be some stuff, of course, everyone, I think, thinks hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah. But I kind of, I always try and do that now so I can do that short term yeah. rather than get to that point and look back. I always yeah. think, like, I've changed loads as a parent now from when my eldest was small. I'm yeah. a completely different parent now, but that's, I always kind of look back and think, oh, what what sh- I shouldn't have done that I need to do this or you know that kind of stuff and a huge part of that is giving yourself permission yeah. to do that isn't it yeah and also I would even flip the narrative there and say that's an opportunity for you to be proud of yourself yeah for how far you've come yeah and although we say do you have any regrets or I've done this wrong as you say mm-hmm. You do it differently now. Yeah. It it depends, it, and it is interesting because I, I had um, that conversation with a friend before. 
and she said, you know, the one thing that really annoys me is when parents say there's no right or wrong. She said, she said there are wrongs. And I think that all comes down to what, you know, personal, yeah. what's yeah. okay with you. Yeah. Because for, to, to, to say surface layer, yeah. I can say, well, it's wrong that for me that I give my, I feed my children chicken nuggets <laughs> five times a week, which I did last week. <laughs> Banking on the dancing <laughs> for each other at the weekend, but you can't win them all. No, well, and that's it, isn't it? I think there's in parenting, we there's so much we kind of put up on a pedestal, and we should be doing this, and we have to be doing this, blah blah blah. When as long as we're kind of doing what we can, and that's not to say that you can do what you can and then just sit with that and never kind of evolve from that I think it's easy to kind of be like oh well I'm trying my best and yeah. and not move from there I think yeah. you've kind of always got to be evaluating haven't you and yeah. thinking what else could I be doing yeah um unless of course you you're very happy and content as you yeah. are I think it's absolutely wonderful to feel content we all do we all strive to feel content do we all want to feel content because back in yeah, it, that's for me personally. That's a big thing for me to want to to, feel, to content. feel content. Yeah. And I've been in lots of different. Just as an example, now so like since I've lived here, I've been a completely different person, and I feel content here in my home. Not yeah. necessarily content as a whole, but yeah. I feel content with where we live. Whereas I've not really had that before. Yeah. Um. So for me, it is a big thing and I do notice it. But from speaking to lots of other people, friends, family, parents, I don't know if everyone thinks of that as a thing. I don't, I don't know. In what way? What do, you, what do you mean by thinks of it as a thing? Like, do people think, do they strive for mm, yeah. contentment or yeah. are they striving for money? Or are they just success? Yeah, yeah. That I guess, yeah, I guess that that comes down to who the individual is, though, and what what they're living for, I guess. But I heard a great. uh, I just took a golden nugget from a podcast then, which I've heard before, relayed before uh, to customers in various settings, um, and that said. You know, you can be the richest man in the world on a dialysis, dialysis machine, but they, because the only the only place, to, you know, you have to live is yourself. Yeah. Your body yeah. is the only place you have to live. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking after you from within, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think I, abs- I love to feel content and that's where I'm happiest at, but that doesn't stop me from wanting to grow. Yeah personally or professionally yeah yeah whereas old becca mm-hmm. even becca five years ago so even when i had iv only but yeah. i was a parent then was still very yeah. business business yeah. business must grow the business must do this yeah. must do that must do this and i don't know if that's just because that used to be a value of yeah. mine yeah and that's changed through years of being a parent yeah and just growing older to my whole 33 years mm-hmm. you know just going through life <laughs> you realize what's important you do and i found i really so i'm well into my 30s now i tell everyone i'm 29 but you know i'm 
I'm like other side of 30s now. Um, and turning 30 was a massive thing for me. I've I struggled it? with that for years. Like really? I've only just got to the point in probably the last couple of years where I'm quite content being in my 30s. There's that word again. Yeah. Um, and But I've everyone says don't they oh you're 30 different 40s each decade and and I didn't find that until probably mid 30s and for me I'm like yeah I'm I'm enjoying it now and who I am and that might just be through because of the therapy I've done and the work I've done on myself but I don't know I feel like it's brought something different yeah and we me and my friends went on my, my sister's hen do on Friday and um on the bus back, it was eventful. We'd been at the races, had all been drinking all day. Um, and I, I don't get drunk, I drink, but I just have a couple. Um, but we were kind of at the front of the bus with like my mum, my sister's mother-in-law, a couple yeah. of um, others. And then the, there was like, me and my friend were on the cusp of where the, you know, the quiet yeah. at the front and the, <laughs> the yeah. rowdiness at the back. And, you know, um, my friend said like, there's that thing, isn't there, where they say you feel like you're in your... 20s until you're with people that are in their 20s and you realize no I'm absolutely not in my 20s and that was like that was a really poignant moment for me because I was like yeah like I am really feeling that now and you know they were having a great time they were having fun it was great well it wasn't anything we you know we weren't sat there like totting or anything like that it was really like nice to see and funny but at the same time I was like wow yeah, yeah. I'm really not there anymore I'm completely different <laughs> I would say for me as well, which is interesting because what when you say when you speak of that, all I can remember is my dad um, used to say to me because he lived a very crazy, adventurous, you know, wonderful life. Yeah. Um, he had a heart attack and then he was still out diving the Atlantic oceans and playing top sport table wow. tennis and all of this when I'm weekly having panic attacks like dad please can you step it down or not but he wouldn't and now that I'm if you you know years older mm-hmm. I love that for him yeah because he was living life yeah and what which way is it you're only as young as only as old as you feel yeah yeah not whichever one. not <laughs> I'm one a, I'm as old as <laughs> yeah. he was a classic example of that and I love that for him and that's what I love about Sean as well, is that he's exactly that, you know? Yeah. It's like, he, he says, like, you wake, you wake up every day and it, it's a choice. Yeah. And, and it is, you know, I've been to really dark places and you feel that, you know, I've, you don't have that choice or you struggle. Mm. How am I going to meet those happy intentions today? Yeah. How am I going to get out of the house mm. when I can just, like get out of the bed and see to the kids because you yeah, still have to do yeah. that even though you're full yeah. you know full when you've got children um but it's just yeah it's a, it's a gift yeah and I feel like when you're kind of on the rat run and in that that way of living and that mindset it's really hard to take that on board and yeah I remember like there'd have probably been a point where I'd have read that or heard that and thought yeah whatever like you know I can't just do that whereas yeah. now I've, yeah I'm, I have a completely different mindset yeah and, and I'm like yes like that's what and I actually did something yeah. similar the other week like I noticed myself getting in a bit of a rut and mood levels were down and stuff and it was impacting on the girls and and I'd read something and it was like you know thinking right 
what are we going to do to have the best day today? Mm. And I didn't say it, but I said it to myself and yeah. I just kind of implemented that into my day without them knowing I was doing that. And, yeah. and it changed it like that. Yeah. Like it flipped the switch and we yeah. were having fun and laughing and, yeah. and I noticed a massive difference. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a choice and it, yeah. and it can be hard, like I said, to get to that point. But when you get there, it's, you know, and life's for living, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But just picking up on that as well, in that two points, um, before I forget the first one and saying the best day, and but still it's about giving yourself permission to say even an okay day. Yeah. If you're in a bad place, then you don't have to have the best day yeah. because you might read that in a really bad place and think that's either, that's so unachievable. Yeah. Or I'm I'm I, I you know I can't do that or you know just give the eye roll like you say yeah, to my yeah. second point in that there was a time where I will have read various pieces you know articles or pages that I follow or people that I've connect with through this journey through my work that I would have been like I roll that yeah. or that's not me whereas now I'm coming out with terms like well no that does align with me yeah yeah and that's because that's me speaking the truth yeah. and which actually like encompasses a lot about what we've spoken about because it is also interconnected mm-hmm. and our well-being is a whole and there's so many people that I have helped in my own journey as well because just through sharing my experiences, be, be it because it's relatable or I've given them permission to pause or yeah. I really needed to read that because I, I, was, I was down here and I was putting myself pressure to be mm-hmm. up there but I'm yeah. here and that's okay, yeah. you know? And I think that's why it's really, really important to kind of speak your truth and I love like your stories and stuff you put on Instagram and your posts and stuff because they all are that and it's it is that just speaking your truth and people like you say people see that they either relate to it or they it inspires them to to make a change yeah and it doesn't even have to be a massive change it can just be a little tweak yeah of something in your life and it can make such a big difference absolutely and i think it's important to note on that one because important for me to point out because i even brought this out in therapy a while ago i'm in a different place now to where i was a month ago but that's because Mm -hmm. i've been putting in the work yeah which goes to show when you do truly put in the work there is progress to be made yeah. because i'm all about you know um these my health happy intentions yeah but sometimes either it's not enough or I'm, i might need to explore it in a different way or yeah. i'm not doing it um and you know when people then there might be various people that will be say like oh, practice what you preach mm-hmm. you know things like that my point here being is that you're not always going to be the perfect model. No. But you don't have to be. No. Who are you lying to? Yeah. Because you've got to speak your truth. And if I say myself and the girls are, da- you know, we're, we're dairy-free going back to the allergy and the yeah. parenting and things, well, yeah, we, we do predominantly live that way. But, I, yeah, I also had a pizza at the weekend. Mm. But that's... Because I'm, I'm... That's what life is all yeah. about. And that's it, isn't it? The it, it doesn't have to be... Limited. I'm this and that's I'm that, that. Yeah. And, and you you can make a change, you yeah. can change your mind, you yeah. can change your value, yeah. you can go back on something yeah. that you said you were going to do, that, do you know yeah. what I mean, like, yeah. it's okay to do yeah. that. Yeah, and I think that 
that's I mean I don't do it so much anymore which is interesting because I walked Nicky Nook yesterday with Sean and I was talking about this and mm-hmm. I said oh this is really difficult because I don't really share things like this anymore I said I, I used to share it quite a lot but I think that's because I was going through a separation then yeah. and I am quite an open book that's part of my purpose yeah. to share and to help people to share my experiences to help people yeah which sometimes I forget because then when I do share them which isn't so often now but when I do the the messages yeah yeah and then you think why didn't this is why I'm doing what I'm doing because if I put out one post and it's essay worthy uh, but it helps one person yeah and that one that they might have I might have wrote a whole paragraph but they've just taken out maybe one or two words or a sentence or a word and it's changed their day, and then it's mm-hmm. changed their week, and then it's changed their month, month and then they've, you know, not changed, but it's helped them. Yeah. I think that's exactly why yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing. But also I found in my journey through my, my work that I've connected with so many amazing people that I don't I wouldn't have connected through if yeah. it wasn't, you know. Yeah, and I just yeah. think there are so many gifts out there, and you don't have to be perfect because some so there's... I felt like, I don't know if there, well, there probably has been, but if there hasn't, I felt like, you know, people will say, people are judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so whether they've got nice or negative to things to yeah. say about me in MT, mm-hmm. I take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. But I think I'm out there, I am, you know, I'm out there for my purpose. Yeah. And it's speaking the truth and it's helping people. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to follow, review and share with other parents you know. You can now listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and YouTube. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch via any of my social media channels, website or email. Thank you, Becca, for joining me on today's podcast. It's been great to have you and thank you to everyone for listening.